Hello, Interbang and Stephanie. Hello. How are you all? I'm uh, doing all right. Doing all right. How about you? Uh, thanks for asking. I'm doing pretty good. I'm focusing, I think, lately on trying to just um, release stored tension that I kind of always keep like in random parts of my body. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, in the past week or so, I've been like practicing that kind of somatic exercise of like trying to like just relax and lose tension before I go to bed. Kind of like on the like acting on the premise of like don't go to bed angry kind of thing, I guess, but don't go to bed like holding tension. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I guess I do the same thing too. Like I make sure to knit and like think out all my ideas. <laughs> you know yeah that's a good um idea. and work, work things out and then uh then go to bed when i'm tuckered through i guess that or like read sense. a book until i just exhaustedly fall asleep oh yeah i'll do that like while in bed but yeah. for some reason i have to actually do this like physical like lie down um I like a yoga mat and like lie on the ground sure and just kind of like do like a quick body scan and like notice like oh i'm like really like tight here or whatever but sure uh, yeah, and then terabang, hopefully, you know, if you're starting some some new hobby or habit or something that's meant to take care of yourself, I uh, hope that's going well for you. Um, losing my train of thought. Ah, train. Trains of thought. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so have you ever had a train of thought that you've, had and then lost and then found again but you were like in a different headspace um but you can still like keep can entertaining remember, that train of thought can you remember the longest time interval of that because for me i've had that like maybe it was like a couple hours or like a day or two mm-hmm. but i'd be curious if anyone's ever had like yeah what stephanie just described of like had train of thought, lost it, and then like a whole, I don't know, month goes by and it pops mm-hmm. in. And Terrabang or yeah, or Stephanie, can you remember like the longest? I don't know about the longest, but most memorable perhaps is the one where I talked about trains of thought uh, a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, I forgot like the exact headspace. I think it was, was it the Memento Mori episode? I believe so. Yes. Um, and, you know, not my usual headspace, uh, a little bit perhaps loonier than usual um and just went off on a whole uh tirade just 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 a bit you know where i just kept talking about you know like what if exchanging ideas is just like parking your train at the station and the next person who takes that train you know they're also thinking about that thing maybe they talk about it to other people Mm -hmm. or you know like maybe that train of thought brings you to a different place that you know did not bring me or, or something like that um and clearly i've i kind of lost my train of thought it's gone through some you know undefinable intangible wormhole and worked its way a couple episodes later back to here so here we are fellas <laughs> you know ladies and fellas yeah ladies and fellas let's let's not be uh, exclusive here yeah but like that reminds me okay so yeah trains of thought definitely something we can bring back in but like one thing that I would love to break down that I was on my mind this past week mm. uh, to break down with you, Stephanie and Terabang, is the concept of deja vu. So 
last episode, whether or not you listened to it in Terabang, you know, Satya and I discussed some um, phrases and words um, the, from other languages that kind of captured certain feelings or sentiments in life. Um, and so, I mean, the, so deja vu is a French phrase. Yeah. So vu means like, it's a past tense of seen and then like deja is like after, you know, so it's like a, you know, it's like something when you're in the moment and like you feel like you've experienced it already or something like you've already seen this for instance. Um, and I feel like this is kind of similar. We did last episode of like, you know, this is definitely something a lot of people have experienced, but how would, how is deja vu for you? How do you feel about it, Stephanie? It's odd because I, I see patterns in a lot of things. Like it's it's kind of hard to explain how I see the patterns, but I do. Like like I know that a car is going to cut into my lane, you know, before he even like does a signal or like veers in. Like I just observe things, right? And uh, sometimes those patterns just like let me know in advance like what's going to happen. And then when the deja vu actually happens. Or when the when the action actually happens, it feels like deja vu because I guess I've seen it in my mind's eye already. If, if that makes any sense, if your subconscious already was like, "Well, that's probably gonna happen," and then when it happens, yeah. your subconscious is like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Of course, yeah, and and it could be like even a few moments before, or like maybe like in a dream, which is kind of another interesting experience. Well, I just skipped something altogether. I just caught myself. Yeah. So I just said the word. I just I just immediately went subconscious. Uh huh. You, as opposed to conscious yeah conscious or yeah i mean but i feel both that ways it's a subconscious it process is it i don't know where the line is between those two mm-hmm. i think it's kind of a gray area but i, I feel that it is <laughs> gray matter is your brain matter. white matter <laughs> brain matter but like i think you make a good point stephanie like yeah you are someone i can attest to like you are quite present in a way of like you definitely do observe how things work and general processes and you identify patterns and ways that you can predict certain behaviors of things and because you just always are doing that it makes sense that you know even your subconscious mind can just learn these things without you having to actively be thinking of them so that kind of not makes- a terribly interesting example but i remember a particular memorable deja vu experience where my friends in elementary school and I were playing tag and we play tag every day at recess. Mm-hmm. And um, I was it because being it's the best part because you can take your breaks whenever you want. Yeah. You control the pace of the game. Yeah, exactly. So I'd always game. try to be it. I'm like, just, just make tag me. I'm it like, please. Um, but I always know like my, my friends like running patterns, like, you know, some of them would just cut right in front of me in an effort to be daring. Um, and you know, they, they'd cut across each other at different points in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess maybe like I was, dreaming about it like the night before or something and then I knew the exact moment when that person was going to cut in front of me and another friend was going to overlap that person um and then they collide or, or something you know just something happened and this is terribly nondescript but <laughs> then it happened in real life and I was like totally unsurprised but mildly surprised that my like c- mental calculations had worked it themselves out um in real life but yeah, it is just kind of, I don't know. Is it an eerie feeling um, when you have a deja vu experience? That's what I'm thinking about, yeah. So it, it gives you, like you, like you kind of said. Because it's something that you've foreseen. It can vary. Yeah. But I feel like it definitely, there is this element of like, it, it stops you in your tracks. It's, it's, I feel like it's usually 
a pretty insignificant mundane occurrence in life, but for whatever reason, something about it stops you in your tracks and kind of makes you go like, whoa, like you pause tracks, train it, tracks. Yes. I'm keep, I'm keeping it going. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is, is this the brain just uh, marveling at itself though? You know, have you seen this meme of um, it's like the devil Obama's like Obama's giving himself a medal. It's not Obama actually giving himself a medal, but someone has Photoshopped his face um, on top of the medal recipients. There's a meme that goes around where it okay. does that. And it's like self-congratulatory or something, you know, I, I, politics. Okay. I'm not a politics person. So please don't shower any hate our, our way um uh but yeah so there's a meme for that and i wonder if uh this like shocker at this sensation deja vu is a, a little bit kind of like wow i thought of this you know <laughs> well, i wonder with that shock thing so deja vu i wonder because you know with the element like when you're like daydreaming or what you call like what we say, yeah. say like in la la land and uh-huh. when something jolts you to present and you're kind of like you know you're startled you're not like because you're not falling asleep you know but you're you're mind's drifting like zoning out or you're zoning something out else. and then there's a loud noise or you maybe just on your own you kind of just like okay i'm back yeah. Like that's in itself is a bit of a startle. And I wonder if deja vu kind of overlaps with that of like, you actually were drifting and zoning out without realizing it. Just like you sort of bit. like, like a part of you knew what was going on already. Like autopilot. Um, mm-hmm. And then you zoned out and then you were thinking maybe about, I wonder what, you know, cookies in the oven are going to smell like in a few minutes. And then you're like, hang on, <laughs> I'm in the middle of traffic. Oh yeah. The light turned red just as I thought it would. Oh wait, has it? Did it, did it yeah. already turn red? Yeah. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that. I also get curious of like, would you mention patterns? So uh-huh. to me, like saliency is really interesting because I've noticed myself being like, wow, there sure are a lot of red cars out on the road today. Going off of the driving example more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like notice, like also realizing that that might not be totally true just because my mind's eye has like, just kind of grasped this like red car characteristic and like I'm just that's all I'm able to see I just see it more so than usual in that moment so like they're standing out to me sure I know that when like new cars are involved like you know say I got a particular brand of car um, I generally will be more cognizant of other brands of that same car um, trundling down the road as opposed to like a, you know, a different one. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's not totally because like you, I mean, could be a little bit, but not necessarily that like you're more attracted to that car. It's just for whatever reason, it's just, or you're just like minorly just more hyper aware than you are in a usual basis. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, yeah. Or like deja vu, you know, could it be, I mean, like we could add, we could have this mystic hope of like, could it actually be this like phenomenon of, I don't know that there is, you know, a parallel. I don't, I haven't read like books about this, but I'm sure there are, you know, some, uh, some discussions about it of like, you know, the parallel universes bumping into each other. And, That's a nice thought. Um, which I, I mean, I don't know. Of, There's a glitch in the matrix. A glitch in the matrix, a thing <laughs> like that. And, um, I, I like I like to keep my mind kind of like open to those things a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time though, like our lives from day to day are really like not crazy different. So yeah, like you mentioned, like with the car pulling in front of you, like it just kind of makes sense. Like 
Yeah, okay, no real surprise. And this, this is making for a terribly boring episode. <laughs> so? We're just we're just talking about cars and people cars running and in front of each other. <laughs> hope, if you are driving in Terrebonne, hope safe. Yeah, driving. hope hope everything is safe. Hope nothing collides. Please don't, uh, please don't practice zoning out and coming back. Be be present in the moment, as we have mentioned several times. <laughs> yeah, but there's a few other. I mean, drifting away from that a little bit. There's a few other like phrases sure that i'd like to kind of like touch on and uh-huh. see how you feel stephanie and tearing and that involves like the brain um like okay so these are just like off the top of my head <laughs> top of my head mm. what does that mean yeah, got a hat yeah uh, why does these thoughts come right why does top of the head mean like just super well hang on top, hang off, on off the cuff top of the head um top of the head well Okay, gonna get a little sciencey here. Uh, temporal and parietal lobes aren't they usually like the thinking centers? Like, so, okay, so you've got your divisions of the brain. You got your like medulla oblongata, which is like the base of your brain brainstem area, right? That's like where your breathing's controlled. You don't really think about More it too involuntary much. Involuntary functions, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, whereas like your thinking part of the brain, where you're like forming thoughts or uh, stringing words together, or um, you know, linguistics, and you know um actions like motor neurons and stuff uh you know that uh you know like if you move your hand pick up a cup of tea or something isn't that usually controlled by like the parietal temporal lobe areas which are located you know close to the top of your skull than say the your the base of your neck right well, is that yeah not right but saying something you know, is like where thinking goes on like thinking is a really general it's a broad term sure yeah and like connecting words is actually more in um ties a little bit some to the frontal lobe okay as well yeah well um, that's also above like your eyes so that's kind of top of your head ish right not necessarily i mean it's i mean it's not like the tippy top of your head but cl- it's close to behind just behind That's your where eyeballs. Your, like, your optic nerve comes in as well. Okay. Well, I consider eyes pretty high up on the head <laughs> compared to like your cheeks and your mouth. Sketches of what we think human faces <laughs> look like, and let's just compare. <laughs> behind <laughs> the eyes are just empty. It's just emptiness. It's just yeah. There's just nothing there because that just makes sense, just anatomically, yeah. just to have a void. Like it's our... just emptiness. That's where the you know space between the ears go, right? Surely. <laughs> that's why you can put a straw like like in this exactly. cartoon so you can like shine a light all the way through your head yep yeah and it just beams out the other end yes. of the ear yep. yes mm-hmm. exactly it's exactly how it goes <laughs> <laughs> everything's just centralized like a nice little dome wait so where you, you've lost you where are you going with this um you said off the top of my head like where yes, does that come from i'm like it's literally the top of your head like above you know like Eye, eyeballs are top of your head ish like it's not it's not like superficial in terms of like a hat that's just literally on top of your head it's like inside the top of your head so but it's off the top of your head that's is the true. phrase i believe i know um, nitpick is um, <laughs> like to like did we discuss this before yeah a little bit. i think we did yeah. discuss like to remove lice yeah uh, baby lice baby lice baby louses from your from your scalp but like that's why it's like uh, a little pricking thing so what about the thing of i like the um, grooming habit it means you care for another i like when we <laughs> when we get to mix different 
meld phrases sure um like like different um systems together like the term brain fart yes digestive system fart ah yes but like applying that idea to your brain like what like a brain freeze well i guess a a brain freeze is like you apply the idea that your brain is like a temperature grade which it kind of does i mean if it's high i mean you're having a fever or something but like brain freeze um for your walt disney um but like brain freeze or like brain fart like what's going on there i think it's just a matter of the brain having too much gas or lack thereof in either scenario yeah to make brain fart is yeah it's like the the brain's like working and working and working and create like, like like digesting or processing like we would food and then but but turning out what amounts to practically nothing like just like stuttered air yeah yeah and then brain freeze is just i think it's just the the physical what reaction. what happens in a brain freeze because i've heard of it and you know i have eaten ice cream plenty of times um i do get like a minor touch of a tiny headache if I eat too much too quickly, but yeah, only like if the, the ice cream is extraordinarily the cold. The throat can be um, kind of depolarized and like get really saturated. Um, mm, I don't think I've noticed that. I just kind of like shiver for a quick second and then yeah. it all goes down the esophagus. Yeah. So that's my experience of, or knowledge of that, I think. I like the one um, wrap your brain around. Wrap your brain around this. Yep, around some topic that's usually kind of like maybe more difficult or abstract or something or complex. Does that imply that your brain is, I mean, sure, it's a malleable substance. Um, it is soft and squishy. But uh, is is your brain supposed to be like wrapping paper? Like what what is the connotation? Like your brain is like a wad of paper and then I feel like if unfurl it and I wrap think it around it's Maybe if it's wrapped around, that means your brain has the most contact with it and the more contact your brain has with something the more likely you're going to be able to to figure it out i think that's what they where it's coming from there's more surface area contact of the making it's 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 giving a physical shape to the thought or process to like this fear and then putting it in the brain to be totally surrounded by brain matter to be connected to and like integrated and learned Maybe. So do you think ideas then in this metaphysical plane are uh, their ideas are round or are they kind of pointy and they've got crevices and, and nooks and crannies? Because I feel like those um, non-perfectly sphere shapes would be easier to adhere to, like a Velcro. Because your brain is also oh, very textured. Okay. Okay. Is that so does that make good. sense? I'm exactly where you're at. I don't know if everyone else is though. Okay. So Sorry, Terabang. I feel like this is where my process when we were when you were saying that. So from from the surface, you would think, oh, a simpler um, a simpler thought would have less grooves and be more of a perfect sphere, and a more difficult thought to grasp and learn would actually have a lot of like. Like if you understand all the nuances, then you know your brain has been wrapped successfully wrapped around this. Um... But you're but instead instead you're right. Something with more things to grab onto would actually be easier because it could fit into the grooves of the brain. 
Yes. So I don't know if it's so much wrap your brain around as Velcro your brain around this. (laughs) Get some super glue on there. No, no, no. Super glue only works for flat surfaces. Uh, I mean, it 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 works for like okay for other you know ridge surfaces, but best on flat surfaces. Um, Tips and tricks for home life hacks, guys and gals. Um, then what about like brain fog is the one that i was thinking of. oh i've not heard of this is this like like a it is kind of this like medical condition type phrase of like okay. um where you just feel like you have this haze surrounding your brain are you like necessarily sleepy or you just can't no, take no, things it's in sometimes it's it's not always even totally due to exhaustion sometimes it can be induced by like, exhaustion or overworking but okay. like, it's usually comes with like conditions that involve like chronic inflammation or something. And it just feels kind of hazy. Like it really does feel like people describe it as like you're in a haze and, you know, like whenever you're walking through a fog, like you're, say you're walking down the street you live on and you know, the landmarks that are, should be there, but then like, you're like, but I can't really see it that well. And mm. I feel kind of confused and lost. And you so kind you're of just move- describing how I wake up in the mornings. <laughs> Yeah, and you like move a little bit more slower, but sure. like applying that to like your thought process ability. So like, say you're sitting for an exam and like you're going over material that like you do know decently well, but you're trying to like solve and rework some math problems, and like you just notice you're just like, wait, I can't recall this theorem that well, or I'm getting them mixed up, and you're kind of stumbling a little bit, or yeah, just moving slower and. Um, can't access that random access memory yeah and it doesn't have to be only when you're like solving differential equations or anything it's like it can just be you just have this general sense sure of, of fogginess is, is um is, is one is one thing yeah nothing that a good cup of tea can't solve <laughs> just, just clear, you know, clear in the opposite right is clear your mind clear your mind yeah clear your mind oh that that's never worked for me like meditation yoga no that that clearing my mind will be my dying day i think (laughs) because this mind is ain't ever going to be clear (laughs) (laughs) um another thing i like to think about is how people there's always these different approaches of like viewing the brain as like a muscle that like the more you work it the stronger it's gonna get even though like technically like the component of brain matter is not like muscle fibers. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's an, like, it's an organ, right? Like, yeah. Scientifically. It, it's kind of like this like fatty tissue globularness of cell, sure. globular, globular mass of like cells. It is, but it's not like the heart or like your quadricep muscle where like, yeah, if you work it and like, you know, increase the strain or stress on it, it'll like, get stronger like sure. physically um but you know, to but then to the degree that i think it you know when you work or think through different things you do create synapses and connections and you know new and different neural Strengthen networks those and, neural networks yeah, yeah like there's exactly. always these like buzzword <laughs> phrases right but i always oh. thought that was interesting people say like you know like the brain's a muscle and how you can have like brain fatigue and exhaustion and i mean it's really i mean it's kind of similar to like a muscle right i mean like you just the cells in the cerebrospinal fluid which is like Gatorade basically right that's like coating the brain well, those lovely electrolytes you know? short yeah shortness CSF like 
you know, it actually does kind of throughout the day or throughout the time you're awake. I wouldn't, I don't want to say day because you can get confused with like circadian rhythm stuff, but like throughout the right. time that you're awake, yeah. um, you know, you kind of like debris and like cell waste does accumulate. And that's what kind of can cause like slower brain process. And that's why sleep is so important. And my analogy for sleep is like, it's like a dishwasher. Because like whenever you sleep, the process is where the cerebrospinal fluid like cycles through and gets replenished mm-hmm. and cleansed and flushed out and stuff. And like only sleep can really do that. Like a cup of tea can like give you a caffeine surge and you know the caffeine molecules can Not have forever. a reaction with things and you know maybe kicks a little bit, but like ultimately like it's sleep. Yeah. So you kind of really just nourish. And so I just think of like a gross, like your brain at the end of the day being like, a, like your old dinner plate with like food crumbs and stuff and like the best thing is just to, you know, give it a good wash with like soap and stuff or put it in the dishwasher and let it just cycle. I manually clean. I don't know what the metaphor would be yeah. in this circumstance. Well, you want to just but... put soap and clean it, right? You don't want to just, sure. like, you can't just get a dry paper towel and like wipe it. Yeah. Okay. Or something. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyways, I don't know. That's just, thanks for hanging out with me on that one. Disturbing. I was just thinking. Hey, about hey, are you saying this is a, this is a food for thought? Food for thought. <laughs> That's another good phrase, but Gotta clean we, did that have, food, we, did some, we did have some music <laughs> to kind of go for this topic a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I guess just, I don't know how to even describe the music that we've kind of thought of for this week for this topic kind of thing, but I haven't heard the songs that you've um, put yet. Um, I will after after we record this when we put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my side, I can say mine is pretty manic. I think. <laughs> How about yours? Yeah, maybe just kind of yeah, excited, like yeah. Um, so mine starting out with um, so it's a it's a composer David Julian. He's in a few movies like the the sand i think like cabin in the woods um the prestige and memento those two mm. those two films are the ones i wanted to t- touch on good um, christopher nolan films right and i think so in spotify which is where we usually we put our music so memento at this time is not listed for their soundtracks so i will just like link um that in our description we post the episode but you know that movie is really a lot of about um hey no spoilers well, no, I mean, just it's, it's kind of just discusses like memory, and I mean, the main character has a very specific type of memory. Um, yeah, and it's a lot of jumping back and forth, and kind of confusion. It's good storytelling, I have to say. Yeah, and as an audience member, you have to watch it ten times, and you still will be like, "What?" Because trying uh-huh. to piece things are kind of out of order and um, yeah, discombobulated, which is a Sherlock Holmes movie stuff. Guy Ritchie. Um, but I also wanted to include for the movie The Prestige, which also plays a little bit, not as harshly as Memento does, but on kind of changing around the plot and hopping around a bit. Um, I always like the opening scene. Um, what you know, it says, you know, are you paying attention? You know. Ah, oh, yes, very memorable. And there's a there's kind of an eerie song that's playing in the background because you know. And you don't really notice it, um, but it does add a lot to that scene because I remember it's like the camera like panning over that field of like the different hats. He's like spot the it's like spot the white rabbit or find the hat or yeah something about like misdirection 
Yeah, and you're so as a viewer, especially when you're watching the film for the first time, you're like you're looking so closely at the screen, like waiting for for the big thing, happen. the big reveal or something. And then it cuts, and then you're like left wondering and thinking, you're left wondering like, well, what, how, huh? Figure things out later on in the film. Thankfully, yeah. can you imagine if they just didn't tell just you? Just left it as a Chekhov's gun, just Gosh. not <laughs> didn't serve any further purpose. So right. I mean, I'm just well, create I mean, tension, which is, which is art in itself of like yeah. to leave yeah. you like that. But for me, I do like to have closure on certain things. But uh, mm. so I did want to just start out with um, some of those uh, works by David Julian. Um, the next is going, you know, another film. Um, you know, the song is by the group, you know, Pixies. Um, titled Where Is My Mind and I came across it I think as, along with many other people as the song that's played at the end of the movie Fight Club and ah yes another film that involves um, not wanting to give spoilers but I think just in just the title itself of Where Is My Mind and kind of what we touched on today of like all the different things like of ways of thinking and how to and how your brain works and the little um, quirks of it all um and I think especially with that scene and with what had happened um, in the movie and the plot, I thought that was way to keep thing. it vague. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could get any vaguer than that. <laughs> but uh, the song is very nice as well. And then um, kind of like changing the flavor a little bit, um, changing gears a little bit. Um, the last two songs. I Although the mentioned. title is very similar. I know. That's why I kind of kept it. It's not too far. Not too, uh-huh. not too many degrees removed. Uh, but it's by the, by the group Basement Jacks and it's uh, titled Where's Your Head At? And it's kind of this like rambunctious, I think it's early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I think it's played a lot in like sports events, like mascot is it? Okay. skits or something. It's really, it's, it's pretty, uh, quite a bit of ruckus. And um, I think Where's Your Head At? Of kind of embodies like that, um, just kind of moving like kind of head like head banging your head around and like letting your brain like rattle around a little bit because it's just kind of oh dear young young free young wild energy. and free yeah, yeah a little bit i don't know i like to jam out to it for sure sure um we're in so where where out. is your head at at that moment may i ask um when we hear that song me uh-huh it's just like where where is all, your all mind the, all, all and where's lights, your head all the party lights are on and i am just is your is your mind and your head at the same place? Are your mind it's a wrong grammar? Are your mind and head at the same place, or they're in you know different places? Just curious. You don't. You're, yeah. you're in the same place. Yeah. Okay. You're same okay. place. Yeah. Good question. Right. And then my last time to contribute, um, still kind of going on like the more fun, like a daisical aspect, is uh, by the group Cypress Hill, uh, "Insane in the Brain," kind of a I think it's '90s kind of fun hip hop party jam that still kind of existed in um, in pop culture but like just kind of wacky and wild and you know it's not this clear well-groomed composed piece of music um, which I kind of like and then it kind of ties to some of like the brain fart stuff that we talked about or like just jumping around with uh, all the different thoughts you can have but yeah, handing off that's, to you, Stephanie. That's kind of a perfect transition. Um, mm-hmm. So my first two tracks are, uh, as I mentioned, a little bit manic, a little bit uh, all over the place, a little bit crazy. Um, the first one is Crazy La Paint by Mini Music Man, I believe. Um, some YouTube fans 
will uh, recognize it more as Markiplier's original outro theme song. Um, and to me, it kind of remembers like it reminds me of a clown just dancing endlessly on end. Because so Markiplier used to use it as a like his end screen, and he would have like repeating gif of him doing some inane activity like banging his head on a desk and you know that gif just keeps cycling cycling and he just reminded of the insanity of it all mm-hmm. um so that's <laughs> it's very joyous but also just like a little bit crazed in the eyes kind of um vibe of the song i don't know how else better to describe it but it's a it's a great song <laughs> you're feeling a little bit loony <laughs> um the devil's swing it uh it's i think it's an electro swing genre type type of song um it starts off going one way in one direction (laughs) and then uh brings in a couple other different genres um and i think it it's i think it's masterfully done okay um and i will fight anybody who (laughs) says otherwise um some people may say it's all over the place yes well that is kind of where my brain's at anyways (laughs) so i'm right at home (laughs) um so it's a great it's a great song um i think i forgot to mention who uh made it i think the pronunciation is syrian's seal uh but we'll put in the spotify link um so you uh, s-i-r-e-o-n-s-c-e-o-l uh one word so check that person out um next song is uh possibly a little controversial um, in terms of whether it should be in this playlist. Um, it's Hoedown by Emerson Lake and Palmer, which is, it's based on Aaron Copeland song from um, his ballet rodeo um, of the same name, Hoedown. Um, it's one of my favorites for sure. It's, it's definitely a great names. song mm-hmm. and uh, all of the people in Emerson, like in Palmer, <laughs> they're incredibly talented and um, their virtuosity, I think, is is well demonstrated in this particular piece because they play it at a pretty frantic pace, um, throw in their own little, you know, um, idiosyncrasies and zazzes and bits and, um, you know, throw in some nursery rhymes in there because why not? Um, and I think it's great. You know, it's, it's a m- modern take on... I guess Aaron Copeland's relatively modern-ish uh, piece. I say modern. I grew up with classical music, so ni- anything 19th century onward is modern. <laughs> um, but I I think it's quite fun and zany, and uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a good song, a uh, good take. And uh, next song is one of my favorite things to watch. Um, it's Mick Jagger and David Bowie's "Dancing in the Street," Michelle. I believe I've shown you this video, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I first learned about this song of like back in my elementary school, we had like a talent show and like yeah. we, it's like a class, like you could do individual acts, but some classes would do like group performances or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was to this song one year. And so I I, lear- I heard about the song first and I later saw the video when mm-hmm. I was older. And then, yeah, then you and I have talked about it. It's It's absolutely amazing everyone in Terabang should check it out definitely um it features it it seems like an idea that uh I believe David Bowie may have like had some notion of inspiration and decided hey I want to make a song with my bud Mick um and rang Mick up without a second thought it's like hey bud do you want to 
make a song and music video with me and makes you know game for anything is sure why not they go out in the middle of the night and record this i don't know if this is true but this is just what my mind's eye wants to think mm-hmm. um you know they, they're like hey let's let's make a song uh, you know about one of our favorite activities dancing in the street <laughs> um and you know record a song and you know just have you know bare minimum camera crew like one person or so just video us you know literally dancing in the street you know don't need any fancy costumes just bring in your house coat pajamas whatever yeah. um and i would like to be you know there's a notion of a fly on a wall like you know you'd like to be a fly on a wall for a mm-hmm. particular conversation i want to be the neighbor that's just like peering out the window like what is this ruckus in the middle of like 3 a.m and then it's like world iconic legends david bowie and mick jagger just prancing around dancing in the street as you know the song suggests um but in you know their overcoats and you know just jamming out um you know in, in a world their own mm-hmm. um and it just seems so nuts i guess to conceive that 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 could happen i mean i'm sure it's all stage and you know all the lovely um stuff it's all fabricated but you know the mind's eye will think what it wants to think so think what you want to think when you watch the music video um but i just such a mad lad move you know (laughs) seems like a great thing (laughs) great what a great friend you know like just to be game and up for anything Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i'll leave you that and then uh bohemian rhapsody by queen um I wanted it in here because it seems like there's various stages that like perhaps the brain goes through or Freddie Mercury when he was, you know, coming up with this or, you know, him and his band queen Um, when they were thinking through this and, you know, this, it's got several like vignettes, I guess, of this person's life or many people's lives. Um, And it seems like it's, it's, you know, it presents minds or thought as like multifaceted, you know, there's one bit where, uh i feel like i'm just a poor boy nobody loves me and then there's like the whole opera you know that comes goes and then um like kind of wars against each other mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel like my brain is a little bit like doing like that you know like arguing against itself um even though technically it should be one entity and harmonious with itself but you know there's always i guess the idiom of you know good angel and like devil on your shoulder mm-hmm. um and it's sometimes you know, those are kind of talking to each other and you can hear them and it's a little bit annoying. You just want to have your own voice heard or, you know, like you're, you're just wistful for something. Yeah, so I think it's like a nice little encapsulation of a day in the brain, <laughs> like character study. Yeah, um, I can see that, yeah. And then the last song I want to present is uh, Harry Styles' Fine Line from his titular album, Fine Line. Um, and I, I think of it as like a, a deep breath kind of like a like despite all the crazy you know we'll be all right it's a fine line but we'll be all right and uh I think I think it's a good song to like resonate and reflect on like no matter what happens uh you know to you or around you you are in charge of your ideas and plans and actions so you know it is what you make of it and um we'll be all right yeah that's the end of the podcast guys have a good one and we'll hope to you know talk to you again soon see you next time in Turbank. cheers cheers yeah <laughs>